Hello there, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and I'm very excited to be here with you today. I'm actually especially excited because this is kind of impromptu. I uh, wasn't sure if I was going to get to do a video today, and as you have all given me the uh, the permission to skip when I need to skip, I thought this was going to be one of those days. Um, while it is Monday today, I had kind of a full schedule this afternoon, but... Lo and behold, a couple of last-minute uh, cancellations, and here we are. <laughs> so what can I do with an extra hour on my hands? I can record a video for my people, and so I'm going to do that. Um, one of the things that that you know I, I feel called to to emphasize a little bit more. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit more uh, in the weeks ahead. Um, is to is to talk more about the kindness aspect of that's involved with with mindfulness practices, right? And and how kindness in general is so powerful and so important for us right now. You saw the other day I shared that story about Jack Cornfield. I shared another story about my own personal experience of um, of uh, <laughs> a golf outing um, in which some people showed me kindness. And and the the story that I shared about Jack Cornfield or a story was told told to me by Chad Cornfield about a math teacher who, um, who, who, you know, through a very simple assignment, you know, changed the trajectory of the lives of her students by, by having them exercise or, or express their kindness for, or their, their kindness and their appreciation for one another. And, and the story shows how that, that impacts the receiver of that kindness, right? But the thing is, and I've I've talked about this here before too. Is that is that it's not just the receiving of kindness that is so beneficial to us; it's actually beneficial to us to express kindness, to practice kindness. Now, a lot of times, you know, when when I first learned about you know practicing kindness, it sounded so odd to me. Like, what do you mean practice kindness? Like, what does that even mean? You know, and and. You know, because in in effect, you know, to in my mind, anyway, the absence of meanness or the absence of of some sort of you know negative behavior, that's as much kindness as you need, right? If it's not, if somebody's not hurting me, well, then that's all I can ask for, right? And and that logic still holds up, right? Because in a sense, right, like, you know, or, or at least, you know, in my logical mind, that seems to hold up. But when we understand things a little bit differently, we understand that that's actually not so true, right? That it's not just a matter of the absence of a negative aspect is like enough of the, the positive aspect of like kindness or gratitude or, or any of these things, but actually that, that practicing things like kindness and gratitude and compassion are actually going to benefit us physically, physiologically, neurobiologically, okay? And I've learned this from, as I've told you here many times before, um, in a, a recent course that I took with uh, the world-famous neurobiologist, uh, Dan Siegel, you know, I asked him directly a question, right? Because Dan Siegel has this, um, this beautiful quote, and he apparently this is on the wall of his Mindsight Institute out there in Venice, California, I believe, somewhere in Southern California. I believe it's on in Venice near the beach, which must be nice. Um, but as I say in the, 
in the snowy uh, Denver day, although it's like 70 degrees out today, today, so I have nothing to complain about. But um, but again, there it is, right? So I can't complain about the weather, right? But going to the beach, <laughs> that's more than just not complaining, right? <laughs> anyway, um, so so on Dan's um, on Dan's the wall of of Dan's Mindsight Institute. And I do call him Dan because he told me to call him Dan. I, I started calling him Dr. Siegel. He said, please, please, please call me Dan. <laughs> I just get so tickled that I got to talk to this guy. And, and a few times and, and really kind of beautifully. But anyway, um, the, the quote that he has on, the, on the, lo- the wall of his lobby of this Mindsight Institute is uh, uh, integration and he's referring to the integration of the brain, the various regions of the brain, uh, bilaterally, left and right, top to bottom, you know, up and down, that that integration made visible is kindness and compassion, which is beautiful, right? The, and what he's saying in that statement, and, and he went on, like in one of our class, in one of the classes, he went on to say, like, very extensively and very detailed, you know, what this means, right? And essentially what what it does boil down to a very simple statement is that when our brains are operating in a place of integration, when everything's running the way it's supposed to be running, the way it's designed to run, well then out of that 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 condition comes kindness and compassion. It's it's like inevitable. It's like a biological response. Right, which is to say, disintegration, you know, the opposite of kindness and compassion. That's where we start to get, you know, resentment and anger and 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 vindictiveness and all this kind of stuff, right? And so my fascinating, you know, my fascination with this, you know, led me to this very simple question. And I had no idea how important the question was gonna be, but but Dan was really glad that I asked it. So I, I asked him, I said, if if Integration, you know, and, and first of all, one of the ways that we develop integration is through mindfulness practices, right? Because what we're doing in mindfulness is we're, we're training attention. And when we're paying attention, that's one of the things that, that helps integrate our brain, right? Journaling helps, uh, gratitude helps, you know, all kinds of practices that I talk about help, right? And so, so the question that I had for Dan was that, okay, if, if we train our attention and, and, promote integration in our brain through that attention training, and that produces kindness and compassion, well, then isn't it also true that if we practice kindness and compassion, we will also promote integration of the brain? And again, he was, yeah. But, But also not just promoting integration of the brain, but that from the kindness and compassion will come better attention and better sort of um, optimization of the brain, which is all part of that integration, right? So there's like these two sort of ends of this thing, which all go through the middle of this, this integration, right? And so what I'm here to talk about today, right, is how, you know, well, what I'm here to tell you about is how you can practice kindness, Okay. Now, when we talk about kindness real quick, you know, generally speaking, what we talk about with, um, with, with mindfulness practices, the, the concept of kindness is expressed with a, a very special and beautiful term, which is called loving kindness. It's one word, loving kindness. It's a very long word, 
And, and I love how loving kindness is a long word because it, it gives you time to really express it. And it's, it's really a beautiful concept. In uh, Pali, I believe the, the language is, uh, which is the traditional ancient Buddhist language, um, the, the word is metta, M-E-T-T-A, right? Which translates into loving kindness, right? Now, why do we use the word loving kindness as opposed to just kindness? Well, it's a bit of semantics, but it's an important bit of semantics, right? Because loving kindness indicates that it's not just people, right? It's not just, you know, when we're interacting with people that we're going to pull this kindness out and, and put it out there, right? That loving kindness is is more of a, a way in which we experience the entire world. Every moment, every aspect, right? That, that, that is to say that, that as I dwell in this world and I practice being present in this world and in this moment, you know, that, that I have a love for everything around me. And, and folks, I'm here to tell you that even those who wouldn't potentially do me harm, you know, people who are mean to me, I still have love for them. And, and through that love, I'm able to practice loving kindness. And so even when somebody is, you know, again, out to hurt me somehow, out to hurt my feelings, out to, you know, take something from me, out to jump in front of me in a line or something like that, I am able to remain in my attitude of kindness as far as expressing myself rather than getting angry and vindictive and right i'm able to stay within my kindness and with my awareness of my loving kindness and when i do that well then i stay in my integration and and in my integration by the way the integration of the brain is very, very closely correlated. In fact, it's connected to what, what Dan Siegel also calls the window of tolerance, which is essentially your, your, your window of regulation, right? Anything on one side of this window is going to, you know, outside of the boundaries on one side is going to be chaos and uh, I can't settle down. I can't think I can't, yeah, all over the place. And on the other end of that spectrum is going to be rigidity, where we just don't see things outside of what our rigid view is, right? Now, both of those things, chaos and rigidity, are going to cause dysregulation in our nervous system, okay? Now, of course, there's much more involved with it than this, but this is essentially what I'm talking about, right? And so, so now, <laughs> right, what we can do is we can spend a few minutes every single day hopefully every single day, at least more days than not, and we can, we can practice. We can practice dwelling in this place of loving kindness. And again, if we are practicing mindfulness practices on one hand, and we are practicing loving kindness practices on the other hand, then what we're essentially doing is we're feeding from both ends into a beautiful, beautiful state of regulation, of integration, of optimization, of, of well-being, okay, of the capacity to forgive, the capacity to love, the capacity to truly connect to others, the capacity to be in the present moment and, and be efficient in the present moment. There's so many benefits that come from this. And so again, when we can do both, 
right? Because one or the other will work too, right? If all you could do is these practices for loving kindness, you will develop the attention through this process. And if you just do the attention training, you will develop loving kindness through this process. But if you can do both, <laughs> it's going to be stronger, deeper, more efficient, more quick, more rewarding, more beneficial. So why not, right? So I'm about to do these in three different uh, TikToks. You know, on TikTok, they do like part one, part two, part three, and I've never done that. So this is going to be my first one. So so this will appear in three different uh, videos, but for today, I'm just going to do the one. I hope you don't mind that I'm not doing multiple segments today. Um, the segments will be kind of short. There'll be three of them. It's a little extra work for me. So if, I hope you don't mind that I'm just going to go ahead and tell you all three in this one uh, main segment here. Okay. So the first, um, the first way that we can practice kindness is perhaps the most, well, maybe not the most simple, but certainly the easiest, okay? It requires almost no effort. And this, this practice, I, I promise you folks, okay, I have had people come back to me after just doing this for, for a few days, right? And they've come back to me and said, this practice more than all the other practices, you know. Of course, I'm going to say that about all three of these practices. But, but people come back to me and said, just doing this for like less than a week changed everything for them. <laughs> like that, that powerful. I mean it. So here's how you do the practice. It's super, super simple, super, super easy. Maybe not as simple as it is easy again. <clears throat> and, the, and the only reason I say that it's less simple is because it requires a timer, okay? Now, you can do a timer or you could do, um, I just met with someone who is in school, right, in high school, actually. And so for, for this high school student, it's very simple to, um, to use the, the schedule of classes for this, right? So, so the assignment for this high school student was in the beginning of every class, you're going to do this practice for 10 seconds, right? You and me, as adults, we might not have a class schedule, okay? So for us, you know, setting a timer on our phone, you know, there, there's lots of different ways you can do it. Um, you can do either a reminder to go off every hour, um, or you could do a calendar entry, or you can do uh, some sort of, um, you can just set the timer for one hour, and when it buzzes, you just hit stop, reset, you know, or reset, go, whatever. The idea is that every hour of the day, you're going to get some reminder, right? Now, again, if you have a structured day and, you know, you have several appointments during the day, well, then you could say before each appointment, right? Just doing a few seconds, whatever works for you. But the idea is you want to be able to do this like four or five, maybe even 10 times a day. And the idea is if you, if you set a time for every hour, if you get half of them, that's good, right? It's not like you have to like drop everything and structure your whole life around this. So if you get half the times that the phone goes off, you're gold, all right? So what you're going to do is when the phone, when, when the reminder, when the cue happens, whatever that cue happens to be, when the cue happens, you're going to look around you, okay? And very, very important, you don't have to make eye contact, nobody else has to know that you're doing this, okay? And you don't ever have to say anything out loud, okay? Sometimes I explain this to people and they're looking at me like in horror, like you expect me to do this all day? <laughs> it's a completely internal experience here or practice. 
So what you're going to do is you're going to, in, it should not take you more than 10 seconds, maybe even five seconds. Okay, timer goes off. You spend the next five to 10 seconds looking at the people around you. And let's say you can look at, say, three or four people in those 10 seconds. And you're going to pause just for a couple of seconds. And you're going to just say in your mind to those people, to each person in turn, you're going to say, I wish you well. <laughs> just that simple. I promise you it's that simple. Now, when I was going over it with this high school student, I said, if you want to, you know, switch it up, you know, like your hair looks really nice today, or I hope you do well on your test today, or, or I hope, you know, no teachers yell at you today or something like that, right? What you can customize it, you know, you don't have to just say, I wish you well, but the idea is th whatever it is that you should, you do say should convey that concept of wishing the other person well, Okay. I promise you, do this a few times a day for a few weeks. Things are going to change dramatically for you. All right? So that's practice number one. Practice number two, again, very, very simple <clears throat> and also very easy. Okay? In the morning when you wake up and try to do it like as, as early as you can. Like if you can do it even while you're still in bed. Okay? That's ideal. But it doesn't have to be. If you don't remember until like 11.42 in the morning, that's fine too, okay? It's okay, right? And it's even okay if you do it in the nighttime for the next day, okay? But the idea is that we're going to set some intentions, intentions of loving kindness. Very, very simple. So what you will do is you will, waking up in the morning, you will say to yourself, not say to yourself, but but waking up in the morning, you're going to set the intention to do three kind things today. Okay, now again, if you, if you can't do it in the morning, if mornings are too hectic for you, you can only do this at night, and at night, set the intention that tomorrow I'm going to do three kind things, okay? Really, it's not complicated. All of this stuff is super simple, folks. And, and intuitive, let your intuition guide you on this, Okay. But setting the intention to do three kind things every day, okay? Now, kind things, what are they? Anything, okay? Anything from, you know, saying, hey, you know, your hair looks really nice today. Or, or um, you know, letting somebody in when they're trying to merge in on a, on a you, know, um, you know, on a highway or something, right? Um, you know, letting somebody cut in front of you on the, on the uh, checkout line of the, of the supermarket, Right. Like, you know, if you if you have 10 things and the person behind you only has two things or even better, if the person has three times the amount of stuff you do, you say, you know what, I'd really like to offer for you to go in front of me. Right. That's even more kind. Right. If, you, if it's only because she they have two things, and you have 10 things. Well, that's logic. That's not kindness. Right. So the idea is look for these, these moments, really tiny things, too. Don't look for huge things. OK, like. Holding the elevator door for someone is a kind act. Um, looking at someone in the eyes and, and, and really giving a heartfelt thank you for something, that's an act of kindness. Here's one that I just heard the other day. This is just, I can't wait to try this, okay? If you go to a supermarket and you know, you're know you not doing self-checkout, you're actually dealing with a human being, right? And, and I mean, the, 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 the person who told me this was like, whenever you feel like the cash, cashier is having a rough day, right? 
but I'm going to do it even if they're not having a rough day, right? What you do is you look at the candy that's by the checkout lane and you say, ah, I can't decide what I want. What's your favorite candy? And if they say, oh, it's a Kit Kat or whatever, buy the Kit Kat, pay for the Kit Kat. And as you're leaving, say, I bought this Kit Kat for you. Now, my video just got messed up, so I'm going to repeat that real quick. So so you, you look at the candies and you say to the cashier, I can't decide what I want. What's your favorite candy here? And whatever that person says, Kit Kat, Skittles, Snickers, whatever, you buy that thing, pay for it. Let the person put it in your bag and stuff like that. And as you're walking out, you take that candy bar out and you say, hey, I actually got that for you. I hope you have a good day. See ya. And don't hang around for praise and thanks and stuff like that. It's not about that. It's just about doing something kind. Okay? So set the intention to do three kind things every day. Now, honestly, it doesn't even matter that much if you actually do the things or not. That's not the effectiveness of the practice. The effectiveness of the practice is actually rooted in the intention, okay? So, so it, of course, yes, you want to try to follow through, but understand, like, give yourself forgiveness and give yourself some, some leeway and patience and a margin of error there, okay? All right. Third way in which we practice kindness, loving kindness. Now, this one's the most complicated of all three just because it's got a lot of details to it. And I'm, I'm more than willing to share this with you in a written document. So if you would like this document, leave a comment, reply to the email, however it is that you interact with me, interact with me and tell me that you want this document and I will send it to you. Okay, so the way this, this practice works is that we're going to picture three different people in turn, okay? And it's very specific, very important that you go in the following order, all right? The first person you're going to picture in your mind, you're going to close your eyes. This is almost a formal meditation practice, right? You want to be able to like take five minutes to do this practice, you know, where you're not doing anything else, right? Um, close your eyes. Picture this person, right? Now, now first, the, per the first person you're going to picture is someone who represents positive emotions to you, right? You might call this someone who is a positive person in your life, right? Just somebody who you think of this person and it's just nothing but goodness, right? Like there's no negativity associated with this person at all, right? Most of us have one or two people in, in our lives that are like that. And, and if it's not 100% positive, just the one that's closest, right? Are you going to picture this person? Now, now the, as you do the practice and you get comfortable with it, Take a moment and, and feel in your body what it feels like to picture this positive person in your, in your life, right? Like feel it in your chest, feel it in your face, you know? Take a moment for that. It'll be enjoyable, okay? Not absolutely necessary. Extra credit, okay? So now, as you're picturing this person in your mind, you're going to repeat a series of phrases to this person. Now, the phrases that I use are phrases that I've come up with that mean something to me. They, they resonate with me. I'm going to share these with you, and again, I can send you this as a written document, and you're more than welcome to use my phrases as much as you want, okay? Take them, use them, share them, give them away. I don't care. I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I support you in that. But if these phrases don't resonate with you, and you'd rather translate these into phrases that do resonate with you, then go for it, <clears throat> okay? You also don't have to do six phrases the way I'm going to explain it to you. Maybe start with one or two phrases, okay? And then build up 
Okay. So the phrases that I do, I, I, I close my eyes, I picture someone who I love very much, who, who represents nothing but positive emotions for me, or as close to nothing but positive emotions as possible, right? And then I repeat the following six phrases. I say, may you be well, may you be free from suffering, may you be free from fear and insecurity, may you be forgiven for your mistakes and your misdeeds, may you feel happy, and may you feel loved. Okay, that's it. Now, next step in this practice. But again, if you want to just say, may you be well, may you be happy. You know, it's okay. Just do two. It's fine for now. Okay, you'll you'll get into more later. Next step is to picture a second person in your life. Now, this person is going to be a neutral person in your life. Okay, this is the letter carrier in your neighborhood who you've never really spoken to. This is the clerk at a store who you see once in a while, but you've never bought them the candy bar, right? Um, this is the neighbor down the street who you've never met. You know, this is a, 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 co- a coworker who you almost never interact with, but once in a while you just, you know, you email each other all the time, but you don't know anything about this person, right? So the, the idea is this is a person who, when I say who they are, you don't have any reaction. It's just like, they're just there, right? Not good, not bad, right? Repeat the same phrases to this person. Okay. Now, this is where the practice gets fun. <laughs> the third step of this practice is to picture someone who gets up your sleeve a little, right? This is the person who causes you difficulty. Now, in the beginning, pick somebody who causes you the least amount of difficulty, okay? But here's the thing that I promise you, or... or I can't promise you that this is going to happen to you, but I can tell you that almost unanimously, okay, now I've taught this practice to, actually all three of these practices, I've taught to literally over 100 people over the last four or five years, right? I mean, many more than 100 people, perhaps 1,000 people, in fact. And almost to a person, right? Almost to a person, they come back to me, two weeks later, three weeks later, sometimes three days later, and they say the same thing to me in some form or other. They say, I can't find anybody for that third spot anymore. There's nobody in my life who I feel negative towards anymore. What do I do? (laughs) I say, enjoy it. (laughs) And that's the thing. Right? Like you get to the point where, you know, you're practicing loving kindness enough that, you know, that people don't have that impact anymore over you. And more importantly, they don't hold that power over you anymore. So those people who cause you negative feelings, you come to realize that you have control over that, those feelings. And that through these practices, you can put those feelings down and you can live your life on your terms. All the while promoting integration, becoming more optimized, becoming more efficient, becoming more present, showing up in the moment, showing up to your life, right? Because everything in our lives happens in the present moment. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode today, a little impromptu thing. Uh, As you know, you can follow me on TikTok and see me do these things in like one to three minute segments. Um, 
but yeah, I want to thank you again for your support and for, for, for being here. And so thank you. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode again, and uh, I'll be back again, most likely tomorrow with some more content. Take care, everybody. I wish you well.